0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is
1: advised. Hello, and welcome to A Page Too Far. My name is Ouroboros. Okay. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Cersei. Cersei? Yeah, not Lannister. Okay. Yeah, the, the Greek goddess Cersei. So Ouroboros. So you're,
0: you're basically snake eater. The, the, the snake that eats its tail, Yeah. I'm going to call you snake eater. That's fine. So this was a this was a heck of a week. A
1: heck of two weeks. A heck of two weeks. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been it's been so we <laughs> did we did a real episode. We did our fake episode which was also really just a real episode because we had to we put in had the to work. We put
0: in way more work than we meant to. <laughs>
1: We did have, we had a couple listeners, uh, write in and say that they tried to listen to the episode yeah, and they would try like one year at a time or whatever, but because we did it in the same room at the same time, the mics still picked each other up. Yep. So yeah, it was, uh, it didn't, it didn't work out. I loved it though. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah.
0: The, I wish people could understand the behind the scenes, like the logistics of how we had to get that to work (laughs) because we tried just doing it. But we were so we're in a small room, right, right, and we're both trying to be loud enough so that we could yep. just hear ourselves that it wasn't working. So we nope. ended up having to get headphones. Yeah, we would
1: both <laughs> had like noise canceling <laughs> headphones. headphones. Mine didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then I was getting ready to read a book, and I got a third of the way through the book and realized that it was the book for Patreon, and that I had the schedule wrong. And today we're right. recording the episode that's going out normally. So then I had to switch books real quick. Uh, after reading, you know, a third of another book, so I did finish this book. It's ready. Obviously, this episode's out on time. <laughs> I'm winking at the microphone now because hopefully it's out on time hopefully
0: Um, (laughs) this is this is two days before we normally schedule the episode
1: right right we schedule them Sunday night Monday morning and then they go out Monday afternoon we normally record a week in advance right so (laughs) So. this is pushing it but this episode it's not it's not going to be terribly long because the book itself is really short but it does lend itself to a very interesting topic of conversation Mm. Um, this book is called Legion lies of the beholder Legion and it's by Brandon Sanderson Which that sounds very familiar. He wrote Way of Kings. Okay, okay, yep, Um, cool. I'm a big fan of his. I at least of the that that book series. I never read. I have Way of Kings. I never read it. Uh Uh huh. Um, but I I've read snippets of things he's done in other. Licking compilation books and that kind of thing, like he'll contribute to those. I've read some of those and I like his writing style and I like him. Um, And I know he's very highly recommended as like one of the best fantasy authors. This is a modern setting for this book. Okay. Um, I didn't realize it until I finished it, but it's part of a series. Okay. And this is book three. The cover just kind of has like a bunch of eyes on it. Yeah. Very reminiscent of uh,
0: Lilith from Evangelion. Neon Genesis Evangelion, Ah. which uh, she
1: has seven eyes, not six, but Ah. very close. Uh, And then as we were as we were pulling this up, I found another cover that I like better that because it better describes the actual book itself. Here's that.
0: Whoa. Interesting. For whatever reason, I think of Tenant when I
1: see this. Sure. Yeah. I thought of uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's this is a way better cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and cover. for the audience that that looks it, it's it's a picture of a man and it looks like he's kind of astral projecting right. and he has like the image of something behind him and then there's somebody behind that person. Um we're going to go over that and it all makes sense. But uh I don't know how to say this publisher name. G <laughs> O L L A N C Z. Golance? I guess. Golanch? Sure. CZ is ch in like like Czech, like Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Sure. Um, why not? Galanch. Yeah. Published twenty twenty eighteen. uh, Galanche, written by Brandon Sanderson. It's 104, no, 106 pages long. Wow. Yeah. I
0: was going to say it's a short book, but then you corrected by saying 106. So that's, that's like, that crosses the line to medium
1: sized book. I think. Does it? Is under a hundred <laughs> short? I, I don't know. I'm just bullshitting. Um, <laughs> uh, short book. It is. It's a really short book. Um, it, it was a very quick read, relatively speaking. It flows very quickly. Okay. Um, but let's go ahead and dive on in. Legion, Lies of the Beholder. So we open with uh, three friends meeting Jenny, and this is told from a first-person perspective. Okay. They meet Jenny. Jenny okay. from the block. Jenny is... It's hard to tell at first if she's like a reporter, but she's interviewing the main character, whose okay. name we find out later is Steven. Steven. Is that with a PH or a V?
0: PH. Oh, what a pussy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she, I'm trying to think of how to to describe this because Steven walks in with three friends. You have Tobias, you have JC, and you have Ivy. Okay. But Jenny realizes that they're not there. Uh, Steven sees them. Okay. And Steven talks to them. And interacts with them. Jenny seems to know what he's doing, but doesn't interact with them herself. Okay, so she's aware that he is delusional, right? Okay, but it's not a delusion. <laughs> okay, so that's that's where this gets confusing, right? So um, <clears throat> it took it took a few. I had it by the end of the first chapter, right? But it took a few pages for it to sink in. Stephen has. The easiest way to describe it is a specific version of like a mind palace. Okay. Except instead of compartmentalizing thoughts in different rooms, he creates different personalities. Hmm. Not of himself. Right. But just different. He calls them aspects that inhabit certain characteristics. So JC is very security conscious. He's a gun nut. He knows self-defense. Ivy is kind of like a therapist. She's very... Uh, into analyzing emotion, uh, and Tobias is kind of a history buff. He knows metalworking. He knows interesting, just different facts about everything. Okay, and that's how he rationalizes his kind of in a way what what we would call his condition. He okay. he maintains, and and Jenny starts asking him about his condition, and he maintains that he's not insane. Right. Because insanity, by definition, is something that would doing the dis- same work. thing over, and over. That's not. <laughs> I and know you've it's not. made that argument. I know. <laughs> uh, somebody was going to say it. It was going to be one of us two. Um, insanity is something that uh, is either in a mental state or a physical state that would cause a person to not be able to live a normal life. Yeah, but Stephen gets by just fine. He's right. he's living a normal life. He just thinks about things differently. Yeah, I'm not a psychopath, I'm a functional sociopath. Exactly. It's a very <laughs> similar argument. Yeah. It's a very similar argument. Um but that's in the very beginning of this book. So throughout this entire book, it is hard to figure out at times mm-hmm. who who's real, who's not, who's there. Um but Jenny asks Stephen about Ignacio. Does she does she believe their delusions or is she aware of how he operates she's fire. aware she's seemingly aware of how he operates he doesn't know how she's aware okay but but she's seemingly aware um ignacio was an aspect of stevens who disappeared okay so he woke up one day ignacio was just gone he says to her that he didn't like how, how do you know that how do you know ignacio has gone and she says well He's not here with you today, and in other reports, you all you've always mentioned him. So, mm-hmm. since you stop mentioning him? I'm just assuming that he's not there anymore.
0: I must say that she is also one of his aspects
1: he's not aware of. You are correct. Ah, <laughs> I was going to say that's totally a twist. I would as put soon in there. as soon as that happened, where yeah. she mentioned something that she shouldn't know. I'm like, yeah. oh, once I once I figured out what the actual kick of the story was, yeah, um, then it became kind of obvious, but it's still brilliant. Um, but yeah, she's, she's an illusion, but we don't know that at this point. So, uh, she, we actually find it out in kind of the next scene. She basically asks him some very prying questions, asks Stephen some very prying questions Uh and he gets really mad storms out of there. And she's like, but you promised me an interview. And he's like, I'll get it next time.
0: Very uh, reminiscent of Haley Joel Osment's character, uh, having the therapist turns out to be a ghost i've never seen is donnie
1: darko <laughs> no <laughs> no not donnie darko <laughs> good guess though yeah sixth, no six Sense. sense. Yeah. six Sense. uh but, but, i i've i've never seen either one of those and i always get them mixed up okay well basically bruce
0: willis character is a child psychologist and he yeah. works with a child who sees ghosts and the big twist of the movie right is, is at the is, end he's, he's he a is ghost. a ghost yeah
1: i i i know the twist from famous like yeah like inter, like snape kills dumbledore or whatever yeah, yeah, um yeah. famous internet spoiler things but i've never actually seen it is donnie darko is donnie darko jake gyllenhaal Yes. Okay. At that moment, uh, Steven gets a text from a girl named Sandra, who is a real girl that he used to know. Bollocks. It just says help. Okay. Yeah. No, Sandra is a real girl that he used to know. Bollocks. (laughs) Sandra Bullocks. Do you mean Bullock? (laughs) No, Sandra Bullocks. Okay. (laughs) That's what I call her. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. So he got a text from Sandra that just says help. Okay. Um,
0: help. I need help. somebody. Help. Not just anybody.
1: He gets a text that says help. He leaves and goes to his limo. We find out he's super rich. Cool. He has made his money. Um the way he compartmentalizes things allows him to be very good at like problem solving. And he's yeah. not like he's not like a Sherlock Holmes, but he does help solve cases like that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So um, he's he's really really good at forensics and that kind of thing because he has one of his one of his uh, aspects is a forensics expert one of them is a computer science expert one of them mm-hmm. is like a tech so like computer science and programming the other one is like tech based where they can build anything so he's a superhero he kind of is he, he, he has a form where like if you read information you just retain it all yeah and he learned how to kind of control that is this like possible can I like learn this <laughs> I'm going to say no, because there's also a camera in this that lets you take pictures of the past. Okay. Maybe not. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't imagine that any of your aspects would be capable of something that you yourself are not. And they remind him of that. But they also. Is that, is that like a thing at the end where they all, all of them together are like, do you need to believe in yourself? You don't need us. And they disappear. And then he's like, no. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) no I could there there is a world where that happens something else happens okay okay yeah um so there there is a uh Sandra is the girl who taught him how to create these aspects right she had the same condition Mm -hmm. Uh, and now she's texting him saying help after they hadn't spoken in years well so, so he goes to his limo right um we find out that he has a whole bunch of money he has a driver named Wilson okay who is real he's from Israel is real He's not fake. He is not fake. Okay. He's not an aspect. He, real human he's dead. not an ass. <laughs> he's also not. He's super sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he reminds uh, He reminds Stephen that he's retiring today. Okay.
0: I'm picturing uh, Morgan
1: Freeman in Driving Miss Daisy. That's, uh, that's who I'm picturing. That's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. No, that's totally fair. Uh, he had also been training a girl named Barbara to take his place. Okay. Cool. Wilson and Barbara are aware of the aspects and a crucial crucial rule that's really hard to say for steven is that these aspects have to follow the rules of the real world otherwise his mind starts to like drift and not be able to 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 rationalize them Mm -hmm. so he has conversations with them and when when he gets into the limo wilson holds the door open so the other aspects can climb in, (laughs) and then closes the door feels so stupid And it's, uh, basically we find out that because Wilson is like super nice and awesome and doesn't care and he's actually being paid really well, right? like he'll, he'll do it because it's, it's harmless and his boss is a really nice guy. That's kind of, that's kind of like the biggest line in the, in the,
0: the bullet list there is like, well, he's a really nice guy. He's really good at his job. And oh,
1: by the way, you're paying me. So yeah, (laughs) I'm going to do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, one of his aspects runs off to go get a donut at a gas station and then comes (laughs) and and, and then comes back before they leave. Okay. I I mean, comes back after they leave. So he's just stuck there. Is there a floating donut? So no, Um. no. Um, but he, he texts JC and he uses his real phone, but there are no actual messages being sent. It's, he's just That's how he's rationalizing, communicating with this aspect who is right. Right. Not there anymore. Um, and JC tells him he's going to catch an Uber and <laughs> okay. there's there's two ways that the aspects handle traveling like that, which is one, have a fake Uber and then just appear, right? But the second one, which is what JC does, is get into an actual Uber that somebody else ordered. Oh, just sneak in and just and... sneak in. But then if the Uber goes the wrong way because the, they're taking another <laughs> turn, then you have to get out. And oh my god! So yeah, JC's missing for like half the book. Because oh my of god! That. It's hilarious. <laughs> Does uh, J.C. wear a white robe with a red sash
0: and have a mad beard and No. Uh, hair? No. no. Okay. He,
1: he, I imagine he just talks like this and okay. he's from Texas. Right. So he, he Stephen also, because uh, we're kind of in his inner monologue, we find out that he has cabbies, like taxi drivers, right. who don't mind getting a call from him, being paid an exorbitant amount of money to go to a place, get he- out of the car, open the door close the door and then drive to his house and open the door. How is it? How is he paying them? Steven? Yeah. Cause like they, they would, I would assume they would want money
0: up front. I mean, but he's not, he's like, not there. What, what do you mean? Uh, when was this written? 20? Oh, there's Uber. So well, whatever. Fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. They named drop Uber as well.
0: Yeah. I'm um, thinking
1: about too much, but yeah, so there's cabbies who will go open the door, close the door and then drive to his house, open the door and let the, uh, let the aspects out. Right. Um, which I would totally do that if somebody was like, "Hey, I'll so give you five hundred dollars to yeah. go here and open a door and close it."
0: Yeah, if they're paying up front, sure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, absolutely, I would pretend to talk to whatever's in the back seat. Just keep, <laughs> keep going. going. Just keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That would be fucking creepy, though. I don't know. Oh, that would scare me. I'd be thinking about it too much.
1: Y- yeah. So later on in the book, we get another part of his, of Stephen's monologue where he like he talks about just having to get used to the stairs. Yeah. Um he there's one there's one scene where he throws his phone at somebody because he wants to show them something. Yeah. But it's an aspect and they the phone just oh, falls no. on the ground and shatters their screen.
0: <laughs> to um, quote
1: to quote you, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. And he and he thinks to himself, he's like, I haven't done that in ages. Like I know they're not real. Right. But they seem so real. Um so he gets uh he gets back home and he asks Wilson, he says, What did What did we do today? And Wilson says, you went to an abandoned building. Okay. You stood inside and then you got in the car and we drove home, which is how he finds out uh, that Jenny was an aspect. Okay. The important thing is that he didn't create Jenny. She just appeared. All his other aspects were deliberate creations. Right. What's going on? Do you know what a tulpa is? No. A tulpa... Spelled T
0: U L P A, okay. is a Tibetan thought form. And it's, uh, this is like legend. It's not a real thing. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it was believed by Tibetan monks that if you thought, uh, if, you, if you had an image in your mind of an entity that you wanted to make real mm-hmm. and just focused on aspects of it over time while meditating or whatever, then eventually, it would take form and be real, ah, and like, walk around and do things
1: like manifesting,
0: exactly. But it was it, it was very much a, it was kind of like a taboo because it's like they're very powerful, sure, and it's very hard to control them. Sure, so you might just create like a demon by accident, and the only person that can stop a tulpa is the one who created it. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Huh. So uh, yeah, they're fascinating. That's yeah, I'd never heard of that, and and I've looked into different things like that that's really cool yeah. that's right there's a lot of uh in
0: like paranormal circles when people talk about sleep paralysis demons yeah, and other yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. they're like oh it could be a tall that you made by accident
1: so at home mm-hmm. through wilson we find out that really it's just a bunch of empty rooms okay but in steven's eyes they're filled with like it, it's almost like a dorm where <laughs> the um Uh, the aspects each have their own room. They live in their own space. Their rooms look a certain way. Wilson sees white walls, right? But, uh, uh, there's one who's like a photographer and Stephen sees it covered in photos. Mm. Um, are they photos of surgeries? No. Thank God. Yeah. Not that kind of, not that, not that kind of photo. And they're not, um, there's no (sighs) black goo. Was that a thing? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you got it. You got it. It's been a long fucking time. Yeah, it has.
1: Yeah, it has. (laughs) So They called it something. Uh, The poison. Oh, it was just the poison. It was just the black poison. Okay. We learn that Ignacio, whom Jenny mentioned, was an Aspect who had gone missing. Mm -hmm. And Stephen refers to him as a nightmare. He went missing one day. Right. and, And then this, I inferred this from the rest of the book. It doesn't explicitly state it, but he came back and attacked Stephen.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Stephen is gathering a crew to go help Sandra. Put together a crew. He's putting together a crew. And they find out that one of his aspects, Armando, I think it's Armando, is missing. Another one. Another one. Fuck. Okay. Stephen goes through his room and finds his room covered in blood. Jesus. <laughs> now, Wilson sees white walls, right? Right. But he finds his room covered in blood. He puts together his crew, which consists of Ivy again. Um he tells JC to meet him at the scene. Right. Uh an aspect name she's she's I think he says Nairobian who's from Nairobi. Okay. Uh she is a she's the forensic expert. She's okay. also a germaphobe. Interesting. Yeah. She's like, "Do you know what they spray on trees to keep the leaves green?" Like, "No, this is <laughs> gross." Yeah. Okay. Uh do I I I say that I don't just mean like trees in the park or whatever. I mean like like billionaires' mansions and 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 that kind of thing where you have okay. like super landscaping. She's like, no, you don't want to touch that stuff. Oh, was it aware that was a thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. It it basically it, it's it's a very similar thing to like why you wash apples at a grocery store, like right. that kind of stuff. You know, whatever. Um, but they go they go to where Stephen first met Sandra, which is at a fair. Now the fair isn't there. Uh, there is. It's kind of just like an empty fair ground. There's uh-huh. no actual like tents or anything like that. But there is a stage set up and there is a performance going on on the stage. And it's this really weird thing where it's not, it's not fireworks, but it's an old Chinese custom of taking molten metal and throwing it at a wall. And that creates like a spark of explosion because they, they didn't have fireworks. They couldn't right. afford them because it was expensive back in the 1400s or whatever. Okay, So they would just throw molten metal at a wall and it would, ex- it would explode in like a flower pattern. And huh. then it became an art form to do that. So that, that kind of show is going on, which I thought was really cool. It, it has nothing to do with the story, but that's a very interesting detail. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> it does. And it is. Yeah. Because you're basically ladling molten metal and then yeah. heating it at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it's, it's really cool. It's, I, I don't know the actual term for it. He says it. I don't know how to pronounce it. But it's, it's called like beating the flower from the tree is the translation. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really interesting. So I mentioned there's a camera that takes pictures of the past, right? Yeah. He has that camera with him and because he realizes that he thinks differently, he gives the camera to um, Wilson is now gone. He gives it to Barbara. Right. And says, take pictures of this bench, which is the bench where he met Sandra. Okay. And click this dial and turn it back after every picture. So she does, and he looks through the photos, um, and he sees Sandra sitting there in one of the photos. And it goes back four hours. Okay. So this camera goes, and it's like every half hour, and he goes back four hours. So he does see her sitting there. He sees her take a bag and drop it in a trash can next to her. Okay. And then uh, Ngozi says to him, hey, there's another man in the photo. He's, he, there's, a, there's like a hot dog vendor. And uh-huh. There's a man standing next to the vendor. And he seems to be staring at Sandra. And he's there in multiple photos. It's the agnostic. You lost me. Ignacio. Oh, Ignacio. Ignacio. So they're probably watching, because Sandra texted help. Right. They're probably watching to see what she does and then see if she can get in contact. So he looks over to the hot dog vendor. Vendor's still there. Uh, He goes over to the guy. No, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. He does Let's, go over to the guy. He yeah. goes over to the bench first, goes to the garbage can, picks up the case that she threw away. Okay. Okay. Then he goes over to the guy. So he goes over to the guy and he's basically just like, Hey, uh, I know you're working with the guy who was standing over here. Cause I know that both of you are watching this woman and that you're waiting for me to come pick this up. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of fakes him out. And the guy's like, sir, I'm just a hot dog vendor. And he's like, no, you called me, sir. That's really formal. Like, that's that's not right and then he goes to reach into his jacket pocket okay and the guy instinctively reaches for a gun that he has holstered okay and he's like no yeah and you have military training like what's going on military training because he he went to reach into his pocket it could and the guy immediately went for his gun Could be police training he by the formality he's assuming military mm, (laughs) okay whatever (laughs) seems like very have you seen a cop act professionally Uh, (laughs) <laughs>
0: I, every cop I've talked to has said sir yeah same yeah sir can I see your driver's license apparently it's a big thing with like the FBI too yeah
1: yeah very formal yeah super polite
0: yeah. CIA on the other hand they're very rude yeah very yeah they called me motherfucker once I didn't appreciate it oh man yeah oh, I'm sorry about that yeah how <sighs> was, was the how uh, was the waterboarding uh, it was rad as hell man yeah just sure just off the coast okay Guantanamo Bay <laughs>
1: Cut the biggest waves, <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. What a terrible joke. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we tried. The guy's like, I can't, I can't answer you, and then just doesn't say anything else. Another guy comes over who's the guy, the original guy from the photo, right? And he walks over and he's like, Yeah, he's just here as like, it's like his first time uh, on this kind of mission. So, you know, you should talk to me because I can actually, I have the answers that you want. See, Sandra. Uh, We helped her. We got rid of her aspects and we taught her how to live a normal life. Okay. And we want to do that for you too. He says, she sent me a text that said, help. You're holding her hostage. Right. And leaves. Okay. He goes home and he, his, one of his minds cracks the code to get into the phone, um, which was in the bag that he picked up from the trash can. Yeah. And it's basically... There's a message from Sandra that just says, like, I'll contact you soon. Okay. uh, On the phone. And that's about it. So he does some, essentially some soul searching, but it's his aspects doing different types of research. Mm -hmm. And he, he figures out, he knows who the man was who approached him because he had just seen like an interview with that man a few days before. And that man is a billionaire philanthropist who owns a video game company. Okay. And also the largest coalition of for-profit prisons. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's like, okay, he has information on Sander. We need to find out what he has and I'm going to go and we're going to go get that. Now Armando shows up. Okay. And Armando, if you'll remember, is the aspect who had disappeared and his room was all bloody. Yeah. Armando shows up with a knife running straight for Steven. Jesus. And he cuts him on the arm. Okay. And Steven starts pleading. That's a, that's a little weird. It is. That an imaginary thing could. It is right. Like that. Yeah. Right. JC shows up. Who's the security guy who went to get the donut and took an Uber. Right. Uh, He shows up and shoots Armando in the head multiple times, killing him. Okay. So that's when we find out what a nightmare is, which is the aspect that, which is what Ignacio became. It's the aspect that basically went evil and attacked. Yes, very much like a Tulpa. Very, very much so. Very much so. Very much so. So JC kills him and at the moment of death, Steven feels like a part of his consciousness fading and he tries to recall information that Armando knew and it's just like a gap in his memory. Oh man. Okay. And it's like horrifying. He has to kind of pull himself back together. Right. He figures out where big tech prison guy lives and has Barbara drive him there um, with JC and Ivy, the therapist. Okay. And Ngozi, the forensic expert. Did he ask uh, JC to take the wheel? No. No? Okay. Yeah, Barbara took the wheel. They find out through some security uh, security expert persona. And, yeah. I, and I'm not going to name most of these names. They all have names. There's also like there's a nerdy one named Aubrey, okay. who's the one who drops the phone. And um, when he throws her the phone, she like fumbles catching it and it falls. And he realizes that that's his mind rationalizing it because- he knows that he just threw the phone at nothing and it hit the ground, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it would break his mind to know that. So his mind has her attempt to catch it and miss. Okay. And, and then it hits the ground. So it's, it's that kind of rationalization, which is the same reason that Wilson had to hold the door open Uh longer. It's very, very interesting. Um, but they find out where, where billionaire prison guy lives and they decide to break in. Okay. And Jenny shows up out of nowhere and, uh, she starts kind of recording things down as she was. Um, she's the only aspect who doesn't obey those rules right. of you have to blend in with the world. Otherwise, I'm going to go insane. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do that. So they decide to break in and Steven goes in, climbs in through a window, hits his head on a shelf and nice. sees like a little flash of white and then kind of goes into this building, which is like, um, I think. Think like sanatorium in how it looks. Okay. Where it's like white walls, white floors, white ceiling, uh, hallways with like cameras on on the end of them, that kind of thing. He sees a camera, ducks behind a corner, and then gets in contact with his security persona to be like, how do we disable this? Right. The security guy's like, there's an app on your phone. You press this, you do this. We can't disable the camera because it's like a closed loop, but we can tell When it's actually transmitting because this is the kind of camera that the guard will flip through one after the other. Yeah. So if we can tell when he's not looking at it and then you can go.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So he does. And and that's, and that's exactly what happens until he's walking through and he sees big tech billionaire guy and big tech billionaire guy says, wow, you've made it really far, really fast. And there's a scene where he, he, um, has some guards and Stephen, takes a video that Aubrey had showed him of like a, a little kitten, like a kitten YouTube video. Okay. Puts his phone in an air duct and then plays it really loudly. And it sounds like there's a kitten in the air duct. So The guards go to investigate the kitten. Right. Uh, And then he goes through and, and billionaire guys like nobody's ever done that before. Like they've broken in and gotten past the cameras before. Usually if they're security experts, but you know, some people try to like tape a photo of the hallway to the camera. And obviously we've already seen them. Um, But like you got really far. That's really cool. And then the world turns into a gray warehouse. Okay. So what billionaire guy had done is create a virtual reality prison. Cause he's a video game. Cause guy. he's a video game owner, right? Company owner. And he's a prison owner and the prison system is super whack in the U S yeah. Uh, and this is where there's a little bit of a little bit of a message behind it, but right, also right. not really. Um, he says, we can house a prison in, in an oversaturated environment where violence is rampant for $30,000 a year, or we can spend $10,000 a year, have them think they're in a prison like that, uh, and give them ways to think that they're going to escape right. and keep them happy. Almost like a very Matrix situation, like you have to give them hope, that kind of thing. How, how do they, how, how is he perceiving this fake prison? So that's the question because he asked that because they didn't put anything on him. There right. was no pill that he took or anything like that. There are, um, it's it's kind of just text blamed away. Okay. But there's like sensors in the ceiling that react and he thinks he entered it when he hit his head. Because he saw that flash of white, and then the room resolved around him. So when he was climbing into the window, he hit his head, and he thinks he hit his head, and then they turned on whatever it was. Okay. Um, I think that they hit him over the head. Yeah. And then turned on whatever it was. But yeah, there, there isn't much of a... There isn't much explanation as to what's keeping them out of it and him in it. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. It's really weird. It's really strange. But Sandra... Actually recommended talking to him because this system helped her get rid of her aspects and she's living a quote unquote normal life now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he says, I need to talk to Sandra. Like I need, we need to figure this out. And the, the, uh, uh I'm going to call him the warden. Okay. The warden says you can talk to her if you give us a couple of days and we can examine your brain to see what's going on because you made it super far with your simulations intact like your brain works differently, and we need to figure out why we think you can help us with this system. Okay. He says, Screw you. Yeah. I need to go talk to Sandra. And the guy is like, Well, I wasn't exactly asking, and then turns on the simulation. But it's a, now that he knows the simulation, he could just walk out. Right. Nobody else had been able to. Why not? Because it seems so real. But you know it's not. You can just but walk everything, everything in your senses. And I haven't done a good, a good, way of describing this everything in your senses tells you it's real and when you're in it it's it's like you're dreaming so your body isn't actually moving okay so your body isn't actually moving how do they do that then it's it's all in your mind how (laughs) i told you i don't know this is gonna bug me really there isn't an answer i told you this
0: Okay, they beam a ray into his brain. Sure. Yeah.
1: There's some tech thing. Yeah. There's a camera that can see through time. You didn't ask about that. That
0: would make sense to me. Okay. You have a you have a, a, a quantum uh, uh, fold in between two of the lenses.
1: You take a piece of paper and you stab a pencil through it. Yeah. Boom! You have a four-hour window into the past. <laughs> there is a phrase that they that he mentions where he's like, "If we had more light, we could probably see back further." But the way the amount of light that we have works, we can only see back this amount of time. So if we had more light, we could <laughs> see further. But the fl- it, and it's all about the flash bulb that does it. Okay. Like if we had a better bulb, we could see. For- I don't know. let get a better bulb then. I Whatever. I, I, do, I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. Long story short, because this is already a very long story for a very short story. Yeah. Nothing interesting has happened so far, except for his... The whole personality. Like, yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. Yeah. One of his personalities stabbed him. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. He thinks back on that, and he also realizes that his arm doesn't actually hurt, and it's not bleeding. Okay. So he wonders when he stopped actually realizing that that was wasn't there. He just took psychic damage. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Pretty much that's exactly what it was. Um essentially he his simulations help him break out of the the prison. Cool. Um he's on this time it's not in a it's not in a sanatorium. He's in a uh, deserted island. And okay. one of his one of his aspects who wasn't there just appears and that aspect is my favorite part of the book because he's basically he's a he's a quote unquote 300 pound short Pacific Island man okay <laughs> who just has like all the wisdom in the world right right um and he's basically just uh what's his face from rocket power oh I never saw rocket power oh my gosh <laughs> um but yeah but I knew a guy who was actually very very much like that he was he was huge uh and he worked we worked the same cook line and he was just the happiest guy I ever met. yeah he was hilarious I loved working with him um And he reminded me of him, but that guy was a survival expert. And he's like, hey, I'm a survival expert. The only way that you're going to get out of this, like, you know, you know that you're in a simulation, you know that this isn't real. And when he says that he, Steven realizes he can kind of see through the guy. Okay. And he can kind of see through the island and see just a little bit of gray, which is like the gray cement of the floor. Right. So he realizes that. And then, um, he hears a snippet of conversation that's on the outside saying like, He's moving while this is happening. He's not supposed to be moving. What's going on? We need right. to figure this out. So we know that he's we know that he's aware and moving and actually able to do things in the simulation, which he shouldn't be able to. Okay. They know it, and now he knows it. So effectively, his uh, his his Pacific Islander friend, uh, whose name is Lua, is like, "Yo, all we need to do is get you out of like the confined space that they're able to simulate, because they said that they couldn't do a huge spaces yet because they're yeah. they need to figure out the technology." Just walk straight. So he builds like a catamaran. <laughs> okay. And instead of walking on the island where they had pre-programmed adventures for him. Yeah, yeah. He sails out into the sea and, and kind of like wakes up just enough to where he sees the computer that was running it, turns off debugging mode, <laughs> and turns it on for everybody. So everybody is now in this situation. What? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. What's confusing about that? So the computer's...
0: He can get to it without leaving the simulation area? It's
1: so that he's in just a big room. Yeah. And the computer to run the program is in that room. Why? Because they're retarded. Yeah, I guess. So
0: he turns it, he turns debugging mode on. Off. 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 Okay. and To that, take
1: out any safety measures that they would have.
0: So their safety measures are
1: just, it's, it's now everywhere? Yes. Everywhere in, in the room,
0: but they said
1: they couldn't simulate more than a small area. They're, they're still in the room, they're in the room. Why are they in the room? <laughs> they were in the room the first time. You remember, he bumped into the billionaire guy and he's like, Yo, you made it further than anyone else, My right? So, obviously, stands. Why are you studying him? Remo- remotely observe him, camera sees not camera... the same. <laughs> And also he's moving and they need uh, they're figuring out how to restrain him. One of the scientists is like, I need to be able to lick the Cheeto dust off his fingers in order to study him properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're figuring out how to restrain him. They're trying to see what's going on because he's moving around when other people this shouldn't guy, be. Uh, it's got really stupid really fast. <laughs> you need to read this book because Maybe I do. Your mental image of this book is wrong. I guess it is. It's just like, wrong. I, We've spent so long talking about not this book, yeah, that you've forgotten most of the book. <laughs> I guess.
0: No, no, everything is everything has been kind of stupid. Okay. All right. I'm taking that personally. The... <laughs> Ugh, fuck me. I uh, I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to do what, what he's doing except in reverse. I'm trying to enter the simulation so that I'll actually oh. be <laughs> trying to buy in. Uh, yeah. the in, in, trying to it drink enough. the not Kool-Aid. Exactly. Whatever so it was. What was it? it? wasn't
1: Kool-Aid. What was it?
0: It was an off-brand thing. Yeah. It was still. It had a flavoring. name. But yeah. I don't
1: purple flurp. No, it wasn't purple flurp. Uh, That's no. Jimmy Neutron. I <laughs> was, I haven't thought about purple in <laughs> Probably 15 years. Yeah. So he traps everybody inside the simulation runs a program that's basically a mob scenario where they're in a safe house, the door opens, and all these fake mobsters come in and start shooting everybody. Right. But everybody thinks it's, like, they know it's fake. Right. But it seems so real. And Steven's simulations get shot. Okay. And die. And actually die. And he feels that loss of consciousness. Okay. um, That loss of thought processing. He's like Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. Kinda, yeah. He's like,
0: oh! (laughs) <laughs> he drops yeah, his cane.
1: Very yes, very much like that. Yeah. Um, he takes one of the guards' guns. Okay. And uses it to shoot another guard in like the chest. It's not, it's it's, it's specifically because JC trained him, it's a non lethal shot. And he specifies that. Okay. And he takes that guard's gun and he goes over to billionaire guy and he's like, one of these guns is from the simulation. One of these guns is real. <laughs> Which one do I fire with? Uh huh. Left or right? And the guy like pisses himself <laughs> and he shoots him in the stomach. Oh, okay. Yep. He just does it. He okay. just does it. So he ends the simulation. Billionaire guy realizes he's not shot, right? And he's like, do, do you, do you see the issue with what you've created? Like, is he
0: trying to, Oh
1: my God. He doesn't give a fuck.
0: He, billionaire guy? He doesn't.
1: Yeah. You're trying to teach him a lesson. He's not going to learn it. No, he's he not. He doesn't to, care. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> um, he goes over to Sandra. He finds her cell, quote unquote, basically her room. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. He also doesn't have any guns. Like, those were all just from the program. Yeah, all fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all fake. Uh, so, billionaire guy was never actually in any danger. And that's the only moment where I'm like, no, you probably should have just shot him. Right. Yeah. Probably would have gotten better for you. Uh, finds Sandra, and he enters her room, which is its own simulation. And in it, he sees the former aspects of hers- So he, she, she's the one who taught him how to create the aspects. He was familiar with them. Yeah. And he sees them essentially drowning in a pool. Okay. And she says that she had learned how to get rid of them through this program, this simulation. Um, she didn't need them anymore, but when she left, they came back and she wanted, she had to learn how to live without them. So this simulation, she killed them. Okay. Okay. Super weird and morbid. Yeah. Uh, uh. And he's like, that's n- not the right answer to this. And she basically says like, no, it's going to happen to you too. Like you're the way, the thing that I taught you how to create these aspects isn't the solution to our problem. It's going to get worse. He gets a message from one of his aspects at this point okay. that says everyone is dead. Turns okay. out that there was another aspect that became a nightmare and killed all of his other aspects of the house. Okay. So everyone else is dead. He then sees Jenny, who's still there, still hanging around. the The uh, She, she at this point, has called herself a biographer. Okay. Um, he says reporter. She's like, do I look like a reporter? I'm a biographer. And I'm like, what's a reporter look like versus a biographer? Because they look the same to me. But, I don't yeah, know. There's no distinguishable difference there. You just look like a millennial.
0: <laughs> um, I guess a, a reporter would
1: have, like, a long vulture neck mm. and hungry eyes. Like a like a like a golf cap from the twenties. And <laughs> like, <laughs> and half a like a golf cap from Oh, the twenties oh, and like half oh, a cigar yeah. sticking out of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calls everybody Mac. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time the whole time Steven thought that she had been she has like a pad and pen, and he thought she was writing down stuff about him, he realizes that his subconscious knew that this was gonna happen. Not, not the simulation and everything, but that, that the aspects weren't sustainable. Okay. So it created Jenny, who was categorizing all of the aspects, not anything about him. So he resolves, he's not going to create any more aspects. Essentially, they were his personalities. They were his friends, in a way, because he, okay. he lived with them forever, right? Yeah. And he can reminisce on them through Jenny. So his, his subconscious created her to uh, cope with the loss of everything else, because his mind uh-huh. realized that it was gonna, it was tearing itself apart. Lisa, I bought your house, Jenny, and I bulldozed it. So he he then resolves to go find a cure for Sandra and and the solution, okay, and how to live because the whole the whole point uh, of the Jenny character is that she presents him. Two options. She's like, it's either this or this, and then some, somewhere in his mind, he realizes, like, no, that's a false dichotomy. It's not this or this. There, there are infinite possibilities because yeah. life is full of infinite possibilities. Um, so, and that's that's kind of where the book ends. Okay, I was g- <laughs> is is he's going what off a, to find a what? what great timing <laughs> to find a So it's not it's not that in the end his aspects say no. You just need to believe in yourself. Yeah, they all die. What happened to the nightmare? It died. It killed it, itself? It it, it it didn't kill itself, it just died. So it killed everybody and then died. Okay. His his subconscious was tearing itself apart. What's I mean, that's what it all right. Yeah. Okay. Remember, it's not real. I know. I <laughs> I don't I don't give a shit about Jenny. Yeah. i have to say that. I don't. No, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. Um but but yeah. So the the coolest part of the book is by far the um the descriptions it goes to into the different aspects and what they're for and how he uses them and figuring that out. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the, the actual plot of the story is very meh.
0: Right. I want to write a story of a guy mm-hmm. who has a multiple personality disorder Okay. and carries out a heist. And all the heist men are his different personalities with different specialties. Interesting. It's my OC, don't steal. Well, I mean, you kind
1: of took it from when he was breaking in
0: on this. maybe but But they were like
1: external entities from him kind of kind of they seemed like it anyways yeah it was i mean he was the one doing everything right so like the app on his phone was because he programmed it himself but yeah but he had to rationalize it through another person doing it yeah
0: yeah it would be funnier if he's just like uh like he, he 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 cat burgles his way into the building and then he's like, all right, Jessica, do your magic. And then his eyes roll back and he's back as so Jessica. It's,
1: so it's split, but a heist film. Yeah. That'd be, that, <laughs> that would, would be, be interesting.
0: That would be a hell of a challenge yeah. for an actor. Yeah. So at the end of every episode of the show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. A rating system consists of five levels. The bottom level is toilet paper. It's not worth anything except for the material it's made on. Uh, the second tier is shampoo bottle. It's better than nothing. The third tier is Ikea manual. It's competent, but not entertaining or vice versa. The fourth level is Kindle pick worth buying electronically and or discounted at a used bookstore. And then the top level is hardcover instant classic recommended uh, you, that you buy the book. Uh, so snake eater, what would you rate?
1: Uh, we are legion close for we are many. Yeah. Legion eyes of the beholder. Yeah. Um, oh, eh, eh, there there is something that I didn't say, which is like. His nickname that other people give him is Legion because he has all these personalities. Right. So the people who know him call him Legion. Okay. Um, I absolutely give it a hardcover. A hundred (laughs) percent. You're not serious. I am absolutely serious. And here's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay. I am giving you this book. No, I don't want to read that. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to read it. Okay. You can read it super fast. (sighs) I don't wanna I am making you read this why because you need to appreciate this because I did a bad job in communicating it (laughs) and this book doesn't deserve that and you're questioning everything about it I've got a lot of other shit to read though I don't care (laughs) I also have other stuff to read. Yeah, you need to stop dragging your feet on that bonus episode. <laughs> I told you I'm going to have it done and I'm a third of the way through it because I thought that's the one a that we third. were recording. Oh my god. Do you know how bad that book is? <laughs> have you ever read Watership Down? Uh no, I haven't actually. It's worse than Watership Down, which is my least favorite book of all time. Oh, that's cuz of uh, Dead Rabbits, right? It's not why it's bad, but that it is it. Oh, okay. It. It's I just didn't... a terrible book. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. I don't want, to you need to, I am making, I have never, ever asked you for anything on this show. Uh huh. Uh huh. Read this book. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at it. <laughs> look how big the font is. I know it's, it's yeah. Like it, it will not take you any no, time. That's... And the reason that I'm doing this is because I don't give hardcovers. Right. I don't. Right. That's why I think this is important. But it didn't, it didn't sound like a hard cover. I know. That's why I'm telling you to read it. Okay, fine. Fine. That's the whole point. I want you to give me the better cover, though. I can't do that. <laughs> okay. you, you, I don't, you have a printer. I can't. I, I don't have a printer. Uh, Just print and then tape the cover yeah, exactly. onto this. Exactly. All right. Sure. But I am, I am 100% being serious. I think everyone listening, yeah. if, you, if you enjoy psychological thrillers, read it. Because it very much lends itself to that.
0: Okay, okay. It
1: is absolutely worth the read. If you want this book, I'll mail it to you.
0: Just write it into a page
1: too far at com. Yeah, Legion, Lies of the Beholder. <laughs> you can get this copy, which is... Oh, no, there was another... Uh, we have, I have another book that I was going to read that was signed oh, by somebody. This one, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, this one isn't... Uh, no. No. Yeah, I could sign it. You could sign. We could, it. Both, we could both sign, sign it. it. Yeah. Hey, if you want it, email us. Let us. Know. Yeah. Just email us. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Give yeah. us your your uh, address. Uh, we'll talk to you on our next episode.
1: Yeah. the <sighs> uh, the The only caveat there is you do have to actually write us a uh, a letter or an email or something. Yes. With something that we can read on air. Yes. It doesn't have to be your address. We won't read your address out. No. We will talk to you, but we won't read your address. Um, we want feedback. But God give us damn it. Send us some feedback. We'll send you a book. Yeah. And if we get more than five we'll do a raffle yeah <laughs> or something yeah we'll do we'll do we'll do a random draw yeah but we will we will absolutely send you this book signed by us we can include a personal message if you want yeah uh
0: check us out on youtube i think majority of our listeners are on youtube now. yeah
1: i think everyone's abandoned <laughs> the regular platforms. no the, the feed the feed the feed gets almost the same traction that it has the whole time okay okay yeah. um youtube's kind of poopy
0: nowadays but uh yeah, we got our shit on there, you know, for the time being. Yeah. So anyways, um, check us out on the socials. We got Instagram slash page too far and Twitter slash a page too far. At. Sometimes we post there. Sometimes That's if we good. feel like it. Yeah. Um, Been there lately. Yeah. Uh, check out our Patreon. Oh, yeah, we have we have a lot of stuff on our Patreon. We have so much stuff on our Patreon. We, we have like yeah. a fucking I think it's like eight uh, commentaries now. No, six. Six commentaries.
1: Six, yeah.
0: And like eight bonus episodes. Yeah. Our bonus episodes are way longer. Um they're the on average, they're like uh two hours. Yeah. I think if you average all the we just did one that was three fucking hours long.
1: It was a great <laughs> episode though. It
0: was it was fun. Um, but we we have learned
1: the <laughs> mystery books are not the best format for right. the show. We are over over two except I enjoyed listening to your description of that book. I cut a lot of shit out though.
0: Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of shit. And yeah. yours, um, you, you tried to include we a lot tried, of stuff. We tried to do it in a different way and it yeah. didn't work. And so I, I tried to do the same genre, but cut just tons of shit out. Yeah. And it kind of worked, but it was still long as fuck.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: Jesus Christ. So check that shit out. Uh, we hope to hear from you.
1: It's really hot in here. Yeah. This is back to like when we first started recording. Yeah, man. And then it cooled down because the world cooled down.
0: Yeah, the summer came back around. Yeah. Let's go get you a sponge bath. Okay. Okay. All right.